I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. Why do I make you nervous? I don't know. You're a big deal. Yes, you do. You're very intimidating. nervous. I shouldn't make you nervous. Are we going? Yep. Um... As you I, I back why sweat. Why am I making nervous? It's because you're a big deal, and I no, look up to you, and I was late. That didn't help. Yeah, well, I'm going to just get on you for being late, but that's just, you know. I do. I have some back sweat right now. I'm not going to lie. That's comedy 101. <laughs> you got back sweat? Yeah, I that's do. That's good. At least you're alive. You're yeah. feeling something. I'm feeling you know? It's like a log flu. At least you care. Into my jeans. <laughs> right here and right now. You heard it here first. Did you vote today? I didn't. Uh, Are you going to? Yes. Don't, it won't need sound effects. <laughs> yeah, really, Anthony. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just there's a pitchfork being sharpened. Well, I, I mean, not all of us wrote a song and everything, so just you know. At least, I don't have yeah. a book, so who am I to scoff at anybody? I'm not an author like J.K. Rowling. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny how it's like. I think Trump. It's so funny. Um, people are gonna kill me for saying this. Trump is the best thing that ever happened to liberals because before any of this, nobody really, like, gave a shit. And nobody had opinions about things that mattered. Nobody even investigated things that maybe we need to work on as a country. And everybody was, you know, comics were pretty, pretty shallow. Like, there wasn't, we weren't saying a lot, I don't think, until this started to happen. No, everybody pays it. I just thought Rachel Maddow was someone with a bad haircut. And now I pay attention (laughs) to what she says. I, you know, tuned in. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Depends on the day. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a toss-up. Yeah, but it's but you know what I mean. Like, there's actually deeper uh, green room conversations. Yeah, you know, the comics have with each other we've never had before. Cause well, because everybody's so charged, yeah. and you could say one thing, it could send somebody off on an entire tangent. So yeah. you know, it's a it's a really interesting time to be a comic. But it's it exciting. Is. Well, it's kind of like with you know, I boxed, and with boxing, it's like you have to get hit in the face to really like get to where you need to be in the fight. You started boxing, did you? Oh, yeah. Right. Let's box. Dude. Yeah. Let's do it. You, you could. Easily beat the shit out of me. There's no I way I'm boxing. I'm more of a shit talker, so I'm like not really how good you, at. How are you a boxing. shit talker? Just because I, I that's why I'm the instructor. No, because I'm not like a violent person. I mean, I'm are you violent. actually sparring people? Um, or are you just hitting pads? I they, there's like pads, yeah. <laughs> Okay. But listen, for me, this is okay. So you're talking shit. I know to you're the pads. laughing. This is my. No, you're talking <laughs> shit. Let me tell you something, Pad. I'm gonna take you down. You got nothing on me, Pad. Like this who's talking <laughs> shit to the trainer in the pad? This was my chance to have my million dollar baby <laughs> moment, and no one's gonna steal it from me. Yeah. Okay. Nobody. Wow. But it's a great. I love boxing. It's a great form of cardio. <laughs> no, it is. I, I mean, came here today just to talk about boxing. That's. I'm, I love boxing. I've boxed since I was six years old, so I love it. Really? I think I started when I was six, and then I boxed about twelve. And I started back when I was 16, and then now I do it older as an older person, but I don't, you know, compete like I used to. If I got into a bar fight, do you think I could call you? <sighs> well, by the time I got to the bar, I don't think you, it might be too late. <laughs> 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 I'm going to be sitting there like, so where's this bar? I can't find I'm like following the little Google map, and I'm like trying to, by then you're just going to be dead. I'll wait. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, are you going to like wait on top of the bar? Um, and yeah. say, I got this guy coming in a cowboy hat. No, I'm going to say my guardian yeah. angel yeah. in a cowboy hat is coming, actually. That's what I'm going to say. He's going to kick your ass, and this guy's going to be yeah. huge. And I'm going to be like, then I'm going to have to call Dante or somebody. While Jolene yeah. by Dolly Parton is playing in the That's background. That's where we're going to kick some ass. Me I and like you. that. I like that. You by like, me you and you, like, I mean you. Do you like the Jack White version? I do. Yeah, it's a, good it's a great song. It's a classic. Yeah, Dolly writes the shit out of songs, man. I Very underrated songwriter. Do you? Yeah. Yeah? I okay. do. I, I want to go to Dollywood. I just want to go to the Cracker Barrel with her and just so have... Speaking of Grandma, how's Gladys? How's she doing? She's great. <laughs> she's, doing, she's doing great. You know what's really funny about Gladys? She she tells people, she was like, you know, I think some people think I'm your mother. I'm like, I think grandmother. I said, I don't think mother is really attainable. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love her. Well, I got her smoking pot, which is not a good idea. I thought she already was. You know, she well, has now that hippy dippy really, kind of weird. She goes to the diner and she leaves with like chocolate cake all over her face. Yeah. Well, it then, looks like I'm molesting her. She comes back and she's all disheveled and covered in food. <laughs> I have a lot of explaining well, to do. That's what I like about you. Is um, I feel like I have people in my life that were um, good to me in the beginning, but um, I don't quite necessarily like. I have loyalty to them, but I don't, you know, like having them around all the time just because they're kind of annoying or they got a thing. That, and, and I do have complete loyalty to those people that hooked me up way back when. But for you, it's unbelievable because I don't think you care about whether they're a little annoying or whatever. <laughs> you still have this this passion for somebody like I love Gladys with all my heart, but boy, she, she can she get under my skin? Like she'll come at me like fucking guns a blazing in a club. She'll be like, "Why are you wearing a cowboy hat?" And she'll come at me, and I'll be like, "What are you doing? I'm just trying to focus and be in a good energy space." And you come just roasting. And I think it's a short thing, but she, it's it's a thing. Where you just like you feel like you have to hit them before they hit you, and she'll come in and she's done a lot of great things for a lot of great comedians, and I would never take that away from her, and I don't want any beef with Gladys Simon. She's gonna beat the shit out of you yeah. outside, but she's waiting. But <laughs> what I but it, it is interesting to me because it's funny because this this would be a fun theme for me today because I feel like um it's very important like you okay you were at my club uh greenwich my shows uh at greenwich village comic club this weekend and you walked in there's pickler comic and he had a little weird energy and you know and it's like it's amazing that green room energy it's like it 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 could change on a dime and yeah. it's like it's important that we you know like have uh, people don't want to like you know make it that important but it is the the pre-show of what you do before you get on stage. Just want to be in the right headspace. Yes. And I'm not saying I let Gladys affect me that much, but she will kind of just come at me <laughs> and I'll just be like, what are you doing? She's going to punch <laughs> you right in the testicles. She just really like does. The next time she's just a, shit a straight star. punch. She's very critical. Listen, she's yeah. been so good to me, so yeah. I can't. But I, I could have seen her yeah. comics get on stage oh and she's like, God. I hate your beard. Yeah, and I just exactly. find that so funny. Exactly. Anthony, I don't know yeah. if she would like the mustache. Oh, oh well, with you. actually, when I first started, I did one of those uh, open mic her things. Shows. And her feedback, I had a big beard then. Did she ask you if you have crabs? No. The feedback was, it was two <laughs> sentences. She said, shave the beard and be more high energy. <laughs> and I was like, that's, ev- that's, you're telling me to be a different person. I agree. No. <laughs> when I first started, she would tell me that I was too gay. And she takes a lot oh. of pride in, I, I call it the Gladys Simon conversion therapy. I don't think you're that gay at not all. Not anymore, because I've been through the Gladys Simon conversion therapy. That's hilarious. I haven't even hooked up with a man in years. I'm not even gay anymore. So she did her test. Like I think Republican. the Catholic Church should get Gladys. Yeah. The Republicans the would love her. She yeah. could like change all these gay men. Um, that's, yeah, it's just funny. And I, and I just, but I love it though, yeah. because I see you have this, this beautiful loyalty to her and you, and I also feel like, you know, you let her in your world and you let her kind of like be a part of it. Cause a lot of times people, um, you know, I'll do it too, but a lot of times people will take a little too much credit for people. You know, they'll be like, I, I made you. And you're like, dude, you gave me three spots. Yeah. Calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them was a check spot. <laughs> it's like, calm it down, dude. <laughs> like, did you really take care of me? You know, so that happens a lot. It's yeah. Like, uh, you know, people just want to take too much credit and that they made you, especially when you get big or something happens, you pop. And then it's like, they all come out of nowhere. Right. I did this for you. Yeah. You know, write me a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I 20% off of 
love that. But uh, no, it's it's just interesting to me, just the people that we collect in our lives in comedy. Listen, yeah. when I make my empire of tens of tens of dollars, yeah. you will get twenty percent. Okay, so roughly, what, what's twenty percent of ten dollars? Well, I, I, I didn't really hook you up that much. You've been very you good know? to me. Have you I? have been from the beginning. Really, I appreciate it because I feel like I don't know that I have. You so have. I You've always you been very supportive of that. me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, from the second I saw you perform, I always thought you were a killer. Thanks. So, and you know, you've always been somebody who looked up to me. And I honestly, I don't say this a lot. So yeah. uh, let's get this in writing. I am intimidated by you. I'm going to say it here. <laughs> I, like I said, I still have the back sweat going on right now because yeah. I was late. And you have been very good to me, and that's yeah. why I've been such a fan of. I like you personally yeah. and as a comic. I appreciate that. Um, so my birthday is Christmas Eve. I like a muffin <laughs> basket. I don't know if you'd like to send an edible arrangement. Whatever you want to send, I'll be waiting by the door, Dustin. Yeah, easy, Tagger. Remember, you're intimidated by me. Um, <laughs> slow it down, fucker. All right. <laughs> I ain't no Gladys Simon. I'll go for the throat. But uh, no, you know, what's funny with the intimidating thing is like, then I'm, I'm actually doing my job. If comics are intimidated by me, then that is a beautiful thing because a lot of times some aren't intimidated by me and then they drive me insane. Yeah. And when I don't mean intimidation, I just mean like, give me my space. I'm my actually, you know, I'm a rough around the edges kind of person. I'm wearing a cowboy hat. I'm kind of broody and, you know, it's like, I get it. I'm not like dismissing why someone would think that I'm like, you know, this like person they're not sure about which but that's the mystery right you know i think you that's have the, the talent to back it up well, I appreciate like a lot it. of people i appreciate it i yeah. talk the talk but can't walk the walk well, i don't talk the talk i just you know i just am the, me you know you know what i mean like i don't i'm not going i'm the greatest you know i'm not that guy i would hope not can I ask you a question? Am I allowed to flip the chair? Do you find... <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you were intimidated like a minute ago. No, I am, but I'm genuinely I'm kidding, interested dude. because you are no, the booker see. of the club and you do have power. Do you find a hard time of finding whether or not people genuinely like you or that people are using you for opportunities? Do you uh, first struggle of with all, that? Um, I don't see myself as a booker of a club. Well, you're the, uh, you're the star of the show I mean, when you go on it, but you also do... I know. I'm just saying I don't like that word. I feel like um, here's the deal. If you, if anyone's listening, about to be hit, I could feel this coming. Except you know, few people bring the B word up on here, and uh, you know, I get it. But you, at least you, you complimented me as a comedian first, so I appreciate that. Um, here's the deal. I see it as. Um, more of a, not the best reference, because I think a lot of people shit on him, but like a P. Diddy kind of thing where it's like, you know, he, you know, not the best rapper, but, you know, a talented person in his own right, but like accumulated, you know, kind of this energy of people and and things like that. So I feel like I've always kind of created a scene of comedy. And the bottom line is if you've never made money as a professional comedian, then you have no business booking a comedy club. You have no business um, whatsoever um, picking talent because you know nothing about it. You, several clubs have gotten lucky that talented people had no place else to go. And so, because <laughs> back in the day, there were like six clubs, you know, or if that. And so I think a lot of people like in L.A. and people, you know, places like that, you know, it was a different time period. So there were very few comics. It was a very different kind of, you know, era of comedy. And so now, you know, we're in a place where I'll get back to your question soon, but I feel like... Um, I feel it's my duty to run shows. Like, I never did open mics. I, I hate them. I've done probably, I can't count how many open mics I've done on my hands. Like, I've never did open mics. I tried a couple and I said, this is bullshit. Nobody's giving me love. 
and uh, I just did an audition at the Creek, and it felt like an open mic, and I was like, holy shit, do I hate this, mm -hmm. having to try to impress comedians that don't like me. And, uh, well, it was funny, during the audition, the whole thing in my head was, I'm not taking care of these guys. Half of these comics want something from me, so I feel they're not going to root for me, and they're not going to give me love in this situation because of it. But, uh, but we've talked a lot about it on the show where... Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I ignore the energy of people sucking up to me because I have something, but um, I don't know. I, I just feel like, um, I mean, comics are suck-ups in general, you know, and if you're not sucking up to me, you're sucking up to a casting agent, you're sucking up to somebody and whatever else that you want. So, I mean, you know, I, I just never respect people that do too much of that. I feel right. like create content and you'll make it in this business right. because otherwise you're just going to spend your whole life kissing ass. Yeah. And it's chopped not, lips. Yeah, and it's not going to get you anywhere. Right. So um, it's it's a sensitive thing to me when people like come at me about the booking thing, but uh, but I don't see it because I opened a club with Al. Like we we like it was a bar. I saw we, the newspaper we pulled, article. We pulled the fucking the bar out of the club. We you know we picked people to to open it to to be on the street and sell tickets and we. You know, he let me create this thing, so it's from scratch. It's not like New York Comedy Club hired me. You know, it's not like that. We started something and we opened something up. So you know, we from scratch. And so to me, that's different than somebody that's got a job. You know, putting a lineup together. You know, to me, it's like that energy downstairs at that little basement on Ninety Nine Madougal is a part of my love, passion, and. Being good at stand-up, you know, the, all those things that I, you know, accumulated over the years of doing comedy is down there. You know, it's half of them are my friends in comedy that respect me. They don't play other clubs because it's my their relationship with me. It's right. got nothing to do with anything else but that or fucking being in trenches together, you know. And so, yeah, so I think it's, it's just different. I see myself differently than most people that, a.k.a. book a room. So there's, there's well, you're a big there. part of the show too. I didn't mean to. No, it's like fine. That. But I know most people see me as that. Most of you, you, a lot of people. No, I'm just saying, not in a bad way. It's just, it's just. But like, I see you perform but all the time. No, I know. But it, but a lot of you are, are very hungry for what you I can give you, and it's just like, you know, it's 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 not your fault, you know. But it's just because you need to, you, you want it so bad. And I'm a person that can give some of it to you that you all look at me that way. And you also, I see in all your eyes. And so it's like, and I've developed friendships around it and developed real relationships around it, but it's still always there. And so, you know, I, I didn't book Anthony one time and I thought he was going to have, uh, you know, I thought we were going to like lose him. I thought he was going to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to clarify. <laughs> Anthony, yeah. get away from it the ledge. He's it actually by test. the edge of the window right now. It was a test. And we're still friends. Dude, I don't we're want anything friends. from Barely you other than a <laughs> I got, what did I get, an F plus? <laughs> You're all right, but you did, definitely didn't get back to me as quickly as you used to. Well, you had a little girl going around, so you had a little piece of tail. Oh, then. You had a little piece of tail. So oh, that uh, I think that's that. what it was. It was the first time it was like, you know when your friends like get like a new girlfriend or something, and then they just don't text you back yeah. like they used to, and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Right. You know what I mean? Like, who is this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> well, she ended up being one, so, you know. <laughs> well, I hope she chokes on a raisin. Yeah. I hope that makes you feel better. No, I don't want anything from you other than, honestly, a pair of your cowboy boots. I, what size you wear? I, I'm a size 11. That might work. I got some 11s. Do you? Yeah, I have some. That's a little big for me. I'm a 10 and a half. 
I might have some COVID. I'm not saying like you want something from me. I'm just saying it like, well, you said it. You said Booker. So I'm just saying it's how, how, how you're viewed. And I, I guess it's funny because I'm very defensive about it. And I spend a lot of time, um, you know, having to prove to myself that I'm more than that. And so I feel like, you know, I was on a show with, you know, Luis Gomez and we had a, it was really ugly because he kept, you know, basically saying that, you know, I was just a booker and all this stuff. And it was really negative and really right. bad energy. And, um, you know, it didn't put me in a nice place because I felt like he wasn't looking out for me. He was just like, you're a booker and everything. And I was just like, fuck you, dude. You can't follow me. And so I was just like, <laughs> I was just like you know what I mean? And that's the thing, too, is like I'm on a show. Yeah. And people are like, you know, give me, give me, give me. And I'm like, dude, why not I just give myself five more minutes? Because right. I'm funnier than you. Right. So why are you making the show better? Are you? Because if you're not, I'll just do the extra time. Because the audience is digging me. So shut up, you know. So I, I can go there real quick. So that's a great way to open. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to put in emails. Don't bring up the B word. <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. Uh, so, yeah. So I've known you um, a short amount of time. I feel like um, you seem it, exhausted by that. <laughs> well, <laughs> life is exhausting, you know, when you have to process things. Because I process things a little healthier than most, you know. I think when I like talk it through, because I'm direct, and I feel like a lot of people don't tell you the truth. You know, they don't. They won't. They don't. Don't want to act like they're they're affected by things. That's the problem with most people. They don't. You know, I do a lot of therapy, and they feel like they don't want to like be vulnerable in that moment. Look, I'm great. I had a good set. I'm good. Like whatever it is. Like you know, it's like I'm not affected by you saying that, but I am affected by it, and I need to work on it. I shouldn't be. You know what I mean? But whenever I hear that fucking Booker word, I go, God damn it! Can't we just focus on my comedy, or can't we focus on your comedy? And I just go there. It's not. Yeah. It's not that you meant to take me there. Yeah. It's just no. You know, I get. It. I'm so. Where I'm I the most sensitive person. No, but you do PR stuff. Yeah. You know, you probably hate it when people bring that up over yeah. your comedy. Well, that's what the, where I was trying to yeah. relate because I yeah. feel like a lot of people always, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'd love to do this, or I'd love to do that. So I'm just like, you know, yeah. I'm just no. trying to relate. <laughs> <laughs> and I really fucked that one up. You didn't fuck it up. <laughs> it's because it's a real moment. Yeah. I don't know if you know. I, I mean, this is what we do here. We have real moments. No, I know. Oh, it's I not, know. We're not trying to, you know, you don't have to try to relate to me. I want to. But you don't have to. I want to. That's the problem. I'm leaving here, you and I on a That's horse. That's the problem. <laughs> See, then then once again, another stereotype. Okay, I'm leaving here with a unicorn. How do you know I wasn't <laughs> a question growing up? How did, you've only known me for a short yeah. time. Okay. So, you know, so I haven't known you for a short time. And, um... And you know, I basically I, you didn't you haven't done a lot of my shows, and that's you know basically Broadway Comedy Club is where I see you the most. I'd see you down there and uh, grind your grind on the Monday nights. I think uh, Eric Hansen put you up a lot yeah. in the beginning. I when I first started, yeah. And then did no. you intern there as well? Like, I started interning. Okay. And luckily now I'm I'm there almost. I live in LA now, but when I yeah. come back, I'm there almost every night. Oh, that's great. Which is really great. Yeah. Now that's a good spot down there. I think it's like uh, sometimes they don't know what they're doing, but I think um, occasionally they'll find a little flower that works, and I think you're that little flower. That, works that, that is the best blooms. compliment I've ever gotten. <laughs> little Thank flower you. that keeps on living. <laughs> but no, but that's just the thing. Sometimes you know, comedy is a weird thing. It's like um, we'll go back to the booking. I think it's you know, it's um, I don't know. Like I don't book my friends. You know, I, I don't. I, unless you're funny. That's and what it should come down to. That's my what it be about. friends, fortunately, are funny. 
Um, I have a few that are borderline, but most of them <laughs> are funny. And I'll have somebody that is newer, and I know that they're going to figure it out, and I love them as a person, so I might give them a little more, you know, time than I would most, just because, you know, I, I know they're a good person, I know they're working hard, and they're looking out for me and doing stuff for me that maybe most people wouldn't do. But anyway, blah, 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 blah. So it's great that, you know, you had a place or found a place that you could, yeah. you could you know, find that magic. It was my foundation for sure. Yeah. So, and from there, I was, you know, just started climbing the ladder. So do you feel um, much like, you know, let's say, you know, because I'm a talent coordinator or whatever, I'm able to, maybe I can parlay that a little bit into my career. And so I guess being in PR, maybe you were able to kind of like meet the right people to help yourself and you know that kind of thing so that you know i feel like that's that's what's interesting in comedy where you can use all your skills to get yourself where you want to be it definitely is yeah. like what you could bring to the table the more stuff that you're able to do and diversify yeah. yourself it only helps the bigger picture yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it's all about like as many fingers as you could have your pot your many fingers as many fingers you could have in many different pots is what i always tell people just be involved in so many different things yeah. you know I, I my dream is to be a talk show host but i love doing stand-up so okay. i Anything to I just love talking to people. Like you could honestly call me and be like, "Have you pitched? Have you pitched something like Logo or something?" Mm-mm. Now, I've been featured by Logo. Have you? Um, a lot of the gay press has been really supportive of me, which is really okay. cool. That's great. So, but you're not really that gay. But I'm yeah. not really that gay. I don't even really like share that much, which is. But I, I love like Dolly. Cher. I like share. I like, I I like th- early share. Yeah, early share is good. Pre sunny or after the tree. Sunny, I love. Yeah, sunny and share is yeah. fantastic. You can't go wrong with that. But, I know. Uh, and she gets a little weird. She starts like, we get it, you're old, but you still got it. You know what I mean? And the 17 <laughs> farewell tours? Yeah. How many times did you say goodbye? We get it. But she dated young dudes, which was, I think, good for, you know, older women. What am I talking about? <laughs> 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 I would date Cher, probably. Would you? I think she could be my first lady. I would love Cher. Or she looks a little too much like my mom. It'd be kind of weird. Oh, that would be weird. My mom looks like Cher, like when she was younger. Anyway. So you did MTV. I think yeah. that was kind of where it broke through a little bit. It was Wendy Williams. Yeah. So Wendy Williams, when I, then MTV. I, okay. It was, yeah. So I started on Wendy Williams, and they would have like different comics do like hot topics, but I became yeah. like a regular on it. Like oh, there were some people that did it, but I became. I think I did all of them for the segment, and it was when I was in college. So I was like going to school like half the day. Where were you in school? I went to Monmouth University, okay. in Jersey, and, oh, okay. and I studied PR, and I was like splitting up my. I, I was doing it, like once a week. So it was really good FaceTime on Fox. Okay. And from there, I, you know, I started doing, I actually got a little off-Broadway show from that. Okay. I was in my big gay Italian funeral. Oh, wow. Nice. Which everyone dreams of, right? <laughs> I, I know you're a bull jealous. I don't blame you. <laughs> I could see the envy in your eyes that you wish you guys had that credit. Suck it. No. Well, I, <laughs> Trust me, Anthony wants it. He wants, he wants any credit that he can be gay in. <laughs> Look at his hair. It's not fair. He's got us on Facebook. Okay. Um, Nikki Paris, everybody. That's right. It's happening. Hey. Right here, right here. Talk about a long intro, huh? That's how we do it here. That's 23 right. minutes. 23 minutes. That's pretty good. I think that might be my record. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, I like guys like you because you, you know, one thing I like about you is um, you could you you know you get weird with whatever's happening now, but uh, <laughs> you always have an enthusiasm 
for whatever it is, whether it be stand-up comedy, you know, the, the journey it is, um, you know, trying to get yourself to the next level. I mean, you, you keep the energy. Whereas, like, Anthony and I are moody fucks. So, you know, it's like one minute, Anthony, every time I see Anthony, he's like, you okay? You know, <laughs> he looks at me, he's like, are you, are you mad? I'm like, no, I'm not mad, and you're okay. Like, can we stop this? So it's like we, we never know which, which one we're going to get, you know, because we're both kind of like just broody, damaged people, and I'm sure you have your damage in your oh, life. Oh, of course. Right? But, A ton. But, you, but I, what I envy about you is this, like, this energy of, of just excitement that you continue to kind of carry with you. You do. You do. You, right? And no, I he really, has a, he has a good yeah. energy. It's I good energy. Yeah. For me, yeah. I feel like so many people are like, I just want to be famous. And, you know, I really yeah. discredit that okay. when I hear people say that because I think I very much look at it as. You totally want to be famous. Art. Shut up. I, I would, but it's not about, for me, it's more about the you art. You want to be craft. Britney. Come on. I have a muffin top, so I could never be Britney. <laughs> that would never happen. But I, I really respect the art of stand up, which I feel like, like you're, the both of you are people who admire the craft okay. of stand up. And there's so many people, like, especially living in LA, everybody just wants to be famous the quickest way that they can, sure, whether sure. who they fuck or, you know, sure. what deal is under the table. But. Is Those people are flashes in the pan. And then why you live there a little bit? No. I moved out there because I was sexually assaulted oh my God. by my former employer. Didn't so I had this to, was going to happen. Yes. Wow. So I had to move. And I was going through a lot of things. And I took a... You want me to roll up on this guy? What the fuck? I'm going to roll up on him. And I took a risk. And I left my family and my friends behind wow. for my career. And I Sorry was homeless that. for like a week. I had a Louis Vuitton duffel bag. Yeah, that's Have you ever seen a homeless person in Louis Vuitton? People were asking me for money, but I, you know, took and and I had I had a great start here. I had a lot of comedy clubs that supported me, and I took a chance. So you had a Me Too moment, a moment, a lot of Me Too. When you're hot, you're hot. But I, I was like older weird gay guys. Yeah, a lot of closeted people I get. A lot of people who can't come out of the closet, mm. and I think that because of my energy, yeah, and you know, just being an Italian beauty like Madonna, I think it tempts <laughs> people. And it, yeah, it's, it's it's I've had a lot of weird, but that's yeah. Is that why you thought I moved to LA was to become a star? Yeah, and that, that's what you're supposed. I'm more to of do. like Star Jones. Yeah, no, I stop. I stop with the jokes. <laughs> I uh, no, I moved out the there. Light. I moved out there. <laughs> I'm off. I'm getting the hook. I'm like the vaudeville days. I'm about to be yanked off right, the Anthony, podcast. You just step in. All right, Anthony, you can take over. I'm gonna give this to my better half. Talk about your gay tendencies, yeah. <laughs> Anthony. Do you think you have gay tendencies? No, gay tendencies. Jokes. I just fuck with them. Stop making yeah. it weird. Stop that. Get over here. Focus. Okay. So, um, not me. I'm not. Whatever. Um. <laughs> So yeah, so that's I mean that sucks. Did you did you try <laughs> to like go after these people? I mean, I, don't know I if you legally can't go too deep into it, okay. but I. Oh, so you are. So you might. I be. will say so you are getting in that. Okay. You know, it was Get the best lawyer. thing that ever happened to me. Okay. Because it taught me he to money. really yeah. Good for you. put myself first for the first time in life. I mean, I have a really weird childhood. I don't think yeah. you really do. I have a little brother who's really sick. Yeah. So I, I grew I up. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I've just kind of just like a weird life, a weird life, and I've never, I've always kind of just been like, a t- like uh, an afterthought. So for the first time in my life, I really took the risk and put myself first, and it's Great. been the most rewarding thing I've ever d- done. I open now for. You ever see Mean Girls? Yes. Oh yes, thank God. Uh, Rick Younger's coming for the next one. No way. Yeah. So the guy who plays Damien, Daniel Franzese, who's amazing, I open mm-hmm. for him on all his shows. Okay. And I've been getting up a lot out there, so I kind of carved my way out there within like Great. six months, which has been really, really cool. But it's hard because then I come back and I, I miss it. I'm very New York. Yeah. So I really, it's it, it's hard for me to be out there, but it's been good for my career. Yeah. I, it's, yeah, it's always one foot in, one foot out. I mean, I, 
I'm thinking about trying to open something up out there. So I feel I feel like I feel like it needs a New York energy yeah. in the stand-up comedy world. I feel like there's uh, they don't know what they're doing out there. You know, it's like there's a couple of older clubs that kind of established themselves, but nobody like I don't know knows how to kind of do it New York style. And most of the comedians out there are actors who think they're comics. Yeah. It's there's no there's no realness to the comics that I see out well, there. No vul- yeah, the lost of vulnerability. It's weird though. It's be- a monologue. But it's I mean it's kind of where the best comedy was coming from, yeah. and then it just kind of somehow took a turn. I mean Richard Pryor and all those guys, you know. So I don't know. I think that New York comics have a grit that L.A. comics could never have. Nah, that's not true. I mean the older guys. Were, I mean Sam Kinison. I mean it's just it's somehow lost. I'm talking about the comedy of the emerging now. scene I see now. Now, okay. I don't think that they have, they have a gr- they have it's. Too manufactured. Who's the, who's the best LA comic? It's uh, not like a Bill Burr or something. Like who is it? I love Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, I love seeing him at the store whenever he performs. I actually embarrassed myself in front of him because yeah. he got out of his BMW and I screamed, "I love you!" And nice. I, was, I think I scared him. Yeah, he was just like, "Thank you." He didn't even say, "I love you back." But See, I've been hurting because of that. So you can't like get harassed and then harass. Like that's that that is, that's not how the universe you. works. Who doesn't want to say be loved? No, you gotta you gotta dial that back, bro. So that's, just, that's some karma shit. You can't do that. You can't say like, I love you. No, you can't. You got to dial it back. I, I'm a very loving person. <laughs> Should I just be like, hey, sit on this middle finger? There what you go. is that yeah. the way? That's no. how you think? No, but I'm just, I'm just kidding. I was just saying, if you're flirtatious, you can't no. Do that. Uh, oh, okay, I'm a professional. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Depends on the day. No. Yes, I am. <laughs> Yay. So, <laughs> I don't know what to talk about with you. All right. I'm exhausted. Um, all right. So, so you do stand-up and stuff, like, on the road? Or what? Yeah. What, how's the road? Like, what's... I just performed in Vegas last weekend. Okay. That Where? was really fun. Um, the Stratosphere has a comedy club called the L.A. Comedy Club, so I get up there a lot. You should have to hook us up, bro. You're getting all these cool gigs. Let's do it. Seriously. Right. It could be the three of us. I don't, we could be like I Charlie's like Angels. I yes. like it. And I'm in a See how excited he is. He just wants gigs. Can so I be bad. Lucy Liu? <laughs> I choose my. Well, I love Drew Barrymore in the movie. Okay, let's but take it back sorry. to the original guys. Okay, this is going to be my last invite. Definitely Farrah Fawcett <laughs> out, of, out of the fucking three of you. <laughs> I got no, the hair though. Yeah, you got a really, Smith hair. I had a weird week. I think this would be something you'd be interested in talking about. So Probably not. I. <laughs> See, I'm doing what you're I, doing. Gonna, uh, this so is how we're going to play. I can I, play like couple, I'm good at that. A couple yeah. weeks ago, <laughs> yes. me and Kathy Griffin were tweeting back and forth. Okay. And uh, I didn't think anything of it. Um, and Do you know week, her before this? Or this is just, do you have a Twitter relationship? That's it. Uh, we have mutual friends. Okay. So, um, but you haven't met. We haven't met him. Oh, no, no, no. We, we actually have met in person. Okay. It was so quick, she knows who you are. Okay. Yes. All right. So, I, the, you know the bomber, Caesar Mayak, who sent? So mm-hmm. I found out last week a reporter from CNN reached out to me because I was... Oh, the mail bomb guy. The okay. mail bomb yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I was one of the targets. My name was on a list with no. her. Really? I found oh. out at Disneyland this week. Oh, my goodness. That I was one of the targets on the list. So he tweeted like a Fucking threat to the both of us. Really? I didn't get a bomb, unfortunately. Still, I wasn't worth wow. the shipping and handling. It's still a credit. <laughs> but I still That's got... St- it's still a credit, bro. Yeah. And yeah. I was uh, I was I was actually at Disney in California and when wow. the reporter reached out to me and I I freaked out. But it's very wow. flattering. Is it? I think I yeah, I'm very needy, so yes, I So why what do you go after Trump and stuff online no, or what? No. I I why? really don't get political at all. How are you getting this uh, because just how'd the association <laughs> How did you get it? My agent. <laughs> My agent reached out to the bomber. <laughs> That's that guy. There was a deal that was that was made. No, yeah. just publicly being associated with her. Really? So, but I just think well, that's she got so, one, right? Chai we both got one both together. Got, oh, okay. We both were. 
a part of a threat. Just because you were texting with her. Yeah. Or tweeting or whatever. But isn't that such a cool... So how does it feel that right now we could be bombed at any second just because I'm here? And can we bombed what? How We could be bombed just because I'm here. I think that's exciting. Um... Yeah, I mean, I could use the hits, so, you know. We could be in the New York Times tomorrow. That's my plan. <laughs> That's really why I'm here. Caesar, deploy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a comedy cake guy. I don't need the Times. <laughs> oh, Dustin. All comedy cake. <laughs> don't do any New York Times. Sell out paper. I, I keep it pure. You know what I mean? To the cake. Pure to the cake. That's right. You're a comedy confection. <laughs> I am. You're so like a little Debbie of comedy. So that's oh, I love little Debbies, the little oatmeal ones. Yeah. With the, with the frosting, frosting. Uh, what do you like, Anthony? What's your favorite Debbie? Um, does she make those? Is it a little? Oh my Debbie god! With, Just pick okay. one. I love it's like, like a chocolate you know, uh, peanut butter <laughs> wafer. I don't know what it's called. Uh, well, obviously now nobody. Well, we gotta. I think Google it's little it. Debbie's. It's a what? Or Betty Crocker? It might be uh, Betty Crocker. Betty Crocker doesn't make pastries. Oh, How dare like you? Cookbooks, bro. Oh, I don't know. Although you're right. like, I love little Debbie. Like she personally is in the factory. She's in there. Is she making them? In the oven. So what right. kind of peanut I butter? I hear that gum on the air. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, I love this man. fuck. I love this man. All right, all right. <laughs> Drives me insane. I love him. I like a real relationship. All right. So, do you have any crazy? Um, I always try to ask if people have crazy road stories. Like any like early road story, not when you're doing these fancy Vegas gigs. Like, do you have any, like, where it went wrong? Or, oh, like, of course. Or, like, people, like, just, like, shithole, like, you know, venues. Are you talking like about that? the Uzbekistanian restaurant that I performed Please talk to me. One night what where there got? was two people in the crowd. Pakistanian restaurant? No, Uzbekistanian. What is that? I couldn't even tell you. I think <laughs> I think I was out sick that day in social studies. Uh, and it was when I, I was, like, a year into it, and I was delusional. I said, these Uzbekistanian people are really going to come here and love my comedy about Miley Cyrus's vagina. And uh, <laughs> let's just say I ruined, I ruined their dinner. The two people that were there, they could yeah. not be less interested. Yeah. It, they, were, they, were even like, they were literally deep-throated shish kebabs, and they wow. just wanted me off the stage. And it was a bomb. It yeah. was an internal monologue essentially yeah. and um i got a free meal and i got the check and i ran because really? they were not only did they not find me funny they found me offensive which is never a good pairing right. i think it was like a year into comedy but i'll never that's forget your, that that's your worst that was one of my worst there's been a there's been a, a handful of horror stories can you give me one because that was like so short Okay, um, <laughs> sure. I, I think he wants me to be... I have to those be, every, well, every I, week. Okay, so this happens to me. This really wasn't like a bad gig. So a yeah. lot of... I went on a date with a guy who really wanted to see my stand-up. Right, he came on the date. Yeah. We, had, we had a whole dinner before. We had a really nice time. Yeah. He actually came to Broadway Comedy Club one night that I was performing there. And he left in the middle of my set. Uh, and never spoke to me ever <laughs> again. That so is, anytime yeah, anybody there that like go. dates me wants to come <laughs> see my stand up, I get like a tw uh, like a weird twitch in my neck, and I just I get very nervous because I'm just like they're gonna leave in the middle. And then I thought back, I was like, I didn't have a bad set. It just I, I just was unlikable, I guess. <laughs> That's great. And I'm traumatized from that. So anytime a guy wants to date me, he's like, I would love to see your set. I'm like, I don't think you should. Well, that says a lot about how much work you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> On myself. <laughs> yeah. On yourself and your set, you know? Yeah. I think it's, um, well, that's the point of comedy. I mean, you know, I guess it's bringing laughter and joy, but ultimately it's about getting laid. And uh, <laughs> I've never gotten laid. Okay, I have. If, if Stand-up comedy is, is the only reason, like, I mean, Anthony, he kills it. Like, he, <laughs> not the only reason, he was a musician, so he could get it there, but he's even told me, like, the game is, like, better with stand-up. Way better. Yeah. No one has ever 
ever tried to sleep with me after a show. Why? I've been doing this seven years now, not once. Wow, you're doing it wrong. I, like, I need security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is this really what... I, is it because I'm gay? Like, I don't get it. Is that why? Because people are like, don't kill yourself. People are like, stay off the railroad tracks. No one's ever like, well, I would love to take you home. People are like, it'll get better, I think. Really? <laughs> yeah, no one has but ever... If you work in an office, they want you to. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Only in professional settings like that. Right. Unless there's a water cooler, people don't find me hot. You really have that... You guys... Yeah, well, I mean, Anthony gets it from the stage. Him and you know him and this other comic, which I think you did it first, but he's stupid. Danny Palmer starting to do it too. Oh, but uh, he gets numbers from the stage, and you know, and he'll sometimes he'll hook up with these girls or date them or whatever. And it's like I'll see him like it's kind of and it's funny because he'll get like an applause break. And I'm like, oh, he got a number. And <laughs> <laughs> so people who don't think they would want to sleep with you will come to you and. They'll have a, during the show, they'll be like, I'd love to sleep with this Well, they don't person. know. They're just there for the show. But people come to see me that think they want to sleep with oh, me. Oh, and then they like, <laughs> See, and they're like, I'm out. <laughs> I think it's because, well, there's two things. I think, number one, I think what's happening. <laughs> Sorry, I just queefed. Okay, I got to do a thing. Hold on. I forgot to do this. Okay. Um, I think one thing that is happening is people... You know, that intimidation thing where they don't, I think people don't want to wind up in your act. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that has a lot to do with it because I think people feel like they see you all like, you know, free and saying whatever you want. And I think people get weirded out by that. You know what I mean? I I don't think, I've dated people that like just didn't want me to talk about them and stuff. And I think it might, that might have something to do with it where they think, oh, this is going to be a lot of work. I always get, when everyone's like, am I going to wind up in your act? I'm like, don't flatter yourself yeah. that I'd waste my time on stage <laughs> yeah. on you. Yeah, but I think, I think that's what it is. I think it, I think it's hard to separate how real a person is when they see you do stand-up. Because when we do stand-up, it's like, it's this overly flamboyant, bigger, not, flamboyant for myself too. Don't just, Can you not you talk about Anthony stand-up when he's not in the room? I <laughs> think that's really rude. You guys don't own the word flamboyant, <laughs> flamboyant. But no, but it's this bigger thing, and it's like this crazy. We're at our craziest, our most annoying, our most hyper, you know, our most crude, crude and like ridiculous and over the top and in your face. And sometimes it's like people meet us off stage and think, "Oh, this is a, this person's normal. This person's nice." And then you get up there, it's like ah, right. Tasmanian devil. And you're like, and "What that, the fuck?" That's true because I think sometimes people feel deceived. Yeah, or they just feel like. They don't know what's going to... It just seems like a lot of work. Because we are. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put that on anyone to date a comic. You know, I feel like we are... Um, we're just a whole lot of work. You know, it's a whole lot of, like... Speak for yourself. I'm a joy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what is your take on political correctness? Okay, I'm not finished talking. Sure. Just because you're not interested doesn't mean that the <laughs> audience interested. the audience won't be interested. See, this is not how we you gotta work on that. As a talk show host, you gotta be a better listener. If you get if you're gonna do this, you gotta let people finish their thoughts and then you elevate them. You don't switch it and control the room. I'm just saying, if you wanna be a talk show host. <laughs> now I lost my thoughts. Sips, and, and, water. Then, and then you ruined my uh where Sips. I was gonna end up. I was gonna end somewhere and then I was gonna take you somewhere else. All right. Well, you know, I mean, whatever, whatever. Fuck you. All right. So, political correctness. Um, I mean, Lisa Lampanelli just quit comedy. She retired from comedy, and I think it had a lot to do with 
her not being able to do what she does, you know, which is basically this kind of silly making fun of everybody act, which who knows? I mean, you know, would Don Rickles be able to, to continue at this point in comedy, you know, with the way people are? I feel that um, I've changed a lot. I've matured a lot. Um, I feel like I used to be like, you can say whatever the fuck you want. You can just get real and get in your face and like there's no topic that's taboo and you could go all in. But then lately, a lot of things have happened and I feel whenever something happens, I try to be, I try to be a little sensitive to like if I, if, you know, I, I fucked up on Halloween. I had a joke or last the weekend before, and, and it was the Jewish, you know, murder thing happened, and and I it just happened that day, and so I just did my jokes the way I do them, and uh, you know, I felt like it was tense, and I felt bad for doing it, kind of, and so I kind of like after that said, I, you know, I just left the Jewish jokes out, you know, I just kind of like I'll get back to them when they're ready, and I feel a lot of times, it's like, what do you want to do in your set? You got to think, do I want to? convert this crowd into getting the stick out of their ass? Do I want to make them feel like they can say whatever they... I mean, we can say whatever we want and they can't be offended? And Or do I want to just have a, a good vibe with this crowd? And so it's really the choice you want to make. So if you, we can say whatever we want, as we should tackle any issue that we want, but the way you present it is, is, is really, I think, with kick gloves. So you need to figure out... Because ultimately, we've, you know, we've got to... You know, we want to crush the room. We want to make everybody laugh. And so if that is your goal, then you need to figure, you know, out a way to kind of deliver that. You can say sh crazy shit, but I think you need to figure out a way to, you know, make it palatable to people. You know, how can they process it? Because I think a lot of times it's like, like you know, there's th that whole di dice couldn't do what dice does right now. You know, I don't know what he's doing right now, but maybe he has an audience. And that is that's what it is, too. But if you're talking about a blank tourist, you know, liberal Whatever audience, you know, they're gonna get sensitive. You know, I don't know, but I uh, think that's sad. I hate, I hate the world how it is right now. Yeah. Well, I heard a thing that happened to you, where like my buddy Howie saw you and said you did some Asian joke to this person. They laughed and thought it was funny. And then this asshole comic, she gets up on stage and then she ridicules you for being racist because you played with this racist, this Asian couple. Yeah. And. um I would just, you know, I w if I saw that, I'd just be like, oh, you could do better than that, you know? I wouldn't say that you were being racist. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think that it's being better than that. I think that you... No, I mean, it's not being... hacky. <laughs> no, it's not hacky. I have a the personal... Squinting, the squinting No, thing? Asian people have personally victimized me throughout the years, <laughs> so know the story first. I No, I think it's it's a fair target, and everybody can talk about anything. And, you know, she was an amateur comic yeah. who, who started, and I said, I think you should worry more about your own act. Yeah. And maybe shave your sideburns before you attack me. <laughs> and that's where it came from. Have some respect. Yeah. But I, it's not being, about being hacky. And it wasn't just... Lampanelli was hacky. I don't... I think she that... She was hacky. I hate political correctness. I'm hacky too sometimes. And you know... And I, I am. I'm, I'm hacky, hacky too. You're, you're not, I don't I'll think you're hacky. I think sometimes. You're, I think that you're edgy. And I, in a way that I see that in myself as well too. Like sometimes yeah. you see you on stage and you're like, oh my God. But it's yeah. funny. And that's how I still want to be. And I upset people. And you know I, what? I can grow be, a pair. I, I just think we have to. I believe I respect everything you just said. And I do think we need to grow a pair. And I think people need to. First of all, I would never fuck with somebody from the stage that went up before me. I would never call somebody out on stage. That That is the worst sin ever. And when I say I'm just saying I do jokes about, like, you know, uh, Indian people and tech support or whatever. I'm just saying we all have jokes that are like, 
we could probably do better. But it's just they get laughs and they work within our act, so we use them. I'm not saying we're hacks. I'm just saying we can be hacky sometimes. It's not like a I, I don't even remember exactly what, what I said, but yeah. I feel like we're at a point now, especially being in L.A. where everything yeah. is so – everybody so has their assholes clenched all the time. I truly want to be one of those people that are still – will say anything, and I'm willing yeah. to take the brunt. Well, I get it. I mean, Joan Rivers is a big influence, and I know that For you sure. want to you know, honor her. Well, it's not even – you know, I, I love Joan Rivers, and she's definitely been an yeah. influence, but I feel like – creatively and artistically from my own viewpoint i think that for me i want comedy to be a space you could say anything and i think you know there's, been, there's a you know you, we've all been on stage where we've heard the gasp yeah okay, every you know I've, you know and i don't care i'm not yeah. and you know and if it, it keeps me back i don't want to conform that i feel like so many people now i feel like you have to it's like walking through like a lasers i see what you're saying i uh, but i do feel that we need to elevate our edge and it's it's not just about making fun of the black guy not having a job. It's about like taking it somewhere that's that's a more mature place in our comedy. And I'm saying Rickles did that, Rivers did that, you know, this person did that. I'm saying our job as comics of this generation is to keep the edge alive. I think it's important to ruffle feathers and rattle the cage, but I think we can't just we can't just keep doing jokes that that you know that are that have been kind of discovered i mean we have to kind of like take it somewhere else and i think we have to kind of make it a little more interesting for people and i think that's when you get in trouble because i see it on i see it i see it happen all the time like a steve marshall guys like that it's like they're great comics but i see the audience they're not of that generation and so they they really i think like we have to adapt a little bit it's kind of like you know i mean you can't do certain kind of music anymore just because it doesn't work. Like there's certain, you know, there's certain <laughs> certain music doesn't work the way it used to. Like jazz. Yeah. Well, okay, that's interesting. I think I think if you're gonna do jazz, then you better get Adele singing in the back. Right. Like you, you need. Yeah, exactly. There's the, I mean, that's a great example. I love jazz. I love I love what you're doing. I love you saying that the Asian person had squinty eyes or whatever you said. Whatever I don't remember. Did, yeah, I don't even. God only knows what comes out of my mouth. I have inside sources, but I'm just saying if you did say something like that, I think that's funny. I'm not saying you're yeah. happy by doing it. I'm just saying that you know what I'm saying. Whatever, but it's. But I think sometimes I don't know. It's a tough call because you could you tell yourself, am I selling out if I, you know, find another way to present these kind of things. Or am I just making it easier for myself? To me, ultimately, it's about getting a check. <laughs> you get to yeah. be an old, banged-up comic like myself. You just want to get booked again. Yeah. And so it's like, is it worth this like rock and roll moment? Or sometimes you're just like, I just you want to have a pretty good set and just get my little money and get out of here. Well, that's a lot smarter. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, think, I think financially speaking, it's like that's you smarter. know what I mean. Like you take the risk on your album recording. Right. But yeah. when it comes to like day to day, I'm gonna tell you, son. Just like, don't fight that fight too hard. Because when I hear, yeah. you know, when I, it hurts my feelings that I hear like people like offensive. Yeah, and like that, that hurts because I think it's comedy, and it, it's just I think it's really I think it's sad what's happening, and I blame the media for a lot of it too. <laughs> Seriously, I well, do. you know what's funny is like Donald Trump can say whatever he wants, but then comics get in trouble. right. Exactly, comics lose their jobs, but right. this fucking president can do whatever the hell he wants and insult people and say ridiculous things and get elected from it. Right, that's I'm, how he got elected. He got elected because 
he made he made the country club laugh. He made the uh, the bait and tackle shop laugh. Like he made all kinds of these people that just have this sick sense of humor. He giving people nicknames. And My family loves him. Yeah, mine too. Every I'm from Staten Island. Staten Island yeah. is very pro Trump. Yeah. No, I know it's a tragedy, but uh, you know I don't know. We'll uh, you know we tell jokes, so you know maybe and he's he, good for he's it. He's the president of the country, and you know sometimes I'm performing for seven people. Really, I'm I'm the villain. <laughs> Unbelievable! I think you are the villain. You're the villain of LA, and I like it that you're going out there and kind of like shaking it up a little. Because yes, I, I think I it needs to be done. Definitely shaking. And that's why I want to come out there. I'll come out there with I, you, please. Yeah. Whenever I, I'm on chosen, you have waiting to for me to go. So I'm already so booking he, our tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and he's waiting for me to get my shit settled. And I'll just there'll be a knock on the door. Hey, what's going on? Because what's interesting, at least to me, is that I see I. I feel like I'm a comic who happens to be gay. I don't view myself as a gay comic. Mm. Like I feel like I can roll with all. You talk about being gay, heavy hitters a little bit, but not like it's, I touch upon it. It's more of just like my viewpoint. But it's, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a gay comic. And I think the edge, what I bring, I could hold up with like the heavy hitters that are straight. I don't think so. When I do these gay shows occasionally, I always get very nervous because they're all like. You know, uh, all about like social issues and just like gay rights and all that stuff. And I don't really do that. Yeah, I go up there. I'm like homeless people give better blowjobs because they have less teeth. You know, it's a different <laughs> yeah. brand of humor. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so when I do those shows out there, I'm always just like, oh no, here I come. Yeah. You know, the black sheep. Yeah. So that's something. That's I always wanted to get your thoughts on that because I think that you're for sure edgy, but I I love that humor. Well, and I admire the balls that you have to say the things that you do. I appreciate that. I think, but what you have to, I feel what you have to do is, this is what I've always, this is what I tell my, you know, I comedy coach and talk to people and, you know, try to get them better as comedians. And I think the problem with stand-up comedy is the premise. I think um, what's happening, um, the premise is like a just, you know, kind of a misused thing. Like people use the premise and they jump right into this joke. And, in your premise is where you take that moment to make a statement that you're not like a regular gay person, that you're that you do get in trouble, that you, you know, don't follow the rules of this world, that people liberally feel that you should like whatever it is. Then you drop your fucking jokes like you let you make a statement and then you drop the joke. And I think statements are what can save you from like, you know just not turning the crowd on you. And so then that way, they know you're a real person. You know what I mean? And then it's like, then you're able to kind of do the joke joke. And then, but you've done both. You've you've been meaty and heavy and said some shit. And then you go silly. I always feel, go smart, go silly. Go smart, go silly. Go smart. If you just, if you keep that in your repertoire at all times, you'll be a great comic because you'll always be able to work both sides of the room. Because you'll say a little bit for people that need something to be said in stand-up. And then you'll get the guys that just want to hear to have a good time and be silly right. and laugh at crazy shit. So, I don't know. I think if you do a little more setup in who you are and then just hit it, you'll be, you know. I, I think it'll take you where you want to go instead of just kind of being frustrated that nobody lets you say what you want to say. And you got to think about it, too. It's just like, you know, it's like, you know, if you just, it's like you got to gotta lube them up a little. <laughs> like, I don't think you're a big fan of lube when you're comedy. Like, you're just like, bah, bah, 
you know. Yeah, I go right in. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> There's no lube involved. I just. It's like, you're not even spitting on your hand. Right. You're just going right in. Yeah, I'm like, clench the mattress. You're going right in. Yeah. So, so when you're going right in, you have to, you know, you got to, you know, touch a few things, rub a few nibbles, you know, get, right. it, get it going a little get bit. Get some foreplay get going. Get a little bit going. Right. And then hit them. Right. And, like, let them think you're vulnerable. And then be like, fuck you, I'm not. That's a great thing, too. Like, but, you know what I mean? You could trick them, and then that'll make them go, ah, you know, how can you not laugh when somebody does that? Right. You know what I mean? That's a big, you know, that's kind of with the setup, where you're kind of saying something of a statement, you know, that's serious, and then you're just like, ah, look at me, goat balls, or whatever you say. And then it just becomes <laughs> this thing. I don't know. That's all my act is, actually. It's just goat balls. Same as new album. <laughs> Nicky Paris' new album, Goat Balls, is available on Spotify and iTunes. Catch it everywhere, everybody. Lube required. Lube required. <laughs> well, that's what we learned today. We learned a lot. Lube, lube is important. And uh, so, so what do you got going on? What's what do you want to plug? What's I'm happening? performing at New York Comedy Festival tomorrow okay. at 8 p.m. at oh. the Stonewall Inn, and uh, I am performing with Daniel Francesi um, at the Comedy Store okay. next month, That's December second. I want to say the date is okay. So come out and see us for all the right. Mean Girls fans out there. That's great. Um, if this doesn't air tomorrow, um, which I'm not sure if it will. Um, Give me another plug of like your social media and stuff. Where sure, can we find you. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nikki Paris Bitch. It's bitch. Me. Bitch. You're a good bitch. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for being on the show. You <laughs> Thank bitch. Thank you for having you me. Bitchy bitch. It's an honor. I like you. You know what I like about you <laughs> is that um, you do have a little bit of like apprehension, but but you're spunky. Like, but you but you're still like you know you're still not afraid to kind of come at me a little, and I respect that. And so I think that's how that's how you get my respect. <laughs> it's like you're not rude to me, but you're not afraid to, I love like, you. to tangle. And I appreciate it because I think that's, you know, because you're a real comic. You're a real person. You're a funny personality. I mean, you need to be reined in on occasion, but, you know, yeah. that's what's funny about With it. Lube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With lube. With lots of lube. So thank you for being on the show. I thank just, you for uh, having Thanks me. for all the help you've done promoting the show. I really, help, really, really appreciate that. God knows we need it. And uh, thank you, Anthony Caff, our producer and comedian. Uh, what do you got going on, buddy? Uh, <laughs> well, you. <laughs> I've been, what do I got going on? I, I've been putting out some singles, uh, yeah. some like uh, one-minute songs, okay. making videos and releasing yeah. singles for songs. You got a voting song, right? I have a voting song. Yeah. Yeah. After well, today, it's uh, gone. That's the end yeah, of it. You got to wait till twenty twenty and release it. Yeah. Re-release. Re-release it. Update it. Uh, but I'm doing that. I'm going to be putting out a bunch of content. Uh, so where so, can we catch all that stuff? Um, at Anthony Kapfer uh, on all the platforms, K-A-P-F-E-R. Uh, my website, anthonykapfer.com. Uh, and I have a book called Book the Book. You can buy it from my website or Amazon. Very cool. Um, thank you, Anthony and uh, Nikki Paris. Great guest today. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you can catch me uh, Twitter, at Dustin Chafin. And... Please go to our uh, Twitter page uh, at Leave You With This, the way it sounds like the kids say it, um, and catch our Facebook page, uh, Leave You With This, as well. And, uh, yeah, get, we need some followers, so please uh, tell your friends, tell your grandma, whatever. We need some people on there. And uh, if you're interested in pursuing this ridiculous world of stand-up comedy, um, the highs and lows are worth every second of it. You can uh, uh, work with me. I uh, do comedy coaching. Catch my um, comedy coaching Facebook page. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And just keep being funny out there. Take risks. And uh, I'll leave you with this. I'm Dustin Chafin. Bye-bye. Yay! Uh. <laughs>
Awesome. Thank you so much.